Five days after my 18th birthday, Marina and the Diamonds released the seminal album of the peak Tumblr era, Electra Heart. The album captured my burgeoning aesthetic and political sensibilities as I was about to graduate high school. More than that, it defined a cultural moment online as the monoculture broke apart and online communities coalesced around figures, aesthetics, and ideologies. With her camp versions of womanhood, synth-pop tracks, and digestible feminist lyrics, she spoke to the various factions of Tumblr teens eager for artistic and political meaning. I can't write about Electra Hart without discussing Lana Del Rey, specifically Born to Die. Lana had an equally vital role in the creation and mediation of feminine aesthetics on Tumblr, and for me personally. Marina and Lana were my imperfect guides to the worlds of desire, art, and post-feminism. Less an album and more a multimedia performance art project, Electra Heart is centered on four archetypal characters, each with her own songs, music videos, and photo shoots. Marina played the housewife, the homewrecker, the beauty queen, and the idol teen. Listening to the album required both an admiration for its irony and identification with the characters it skewered. I saw myself in the melodramatic lyrics. I identified with Marina's constant ambivalence and her criticism of just about everything. Her lyrics were a denouncement of the culture she reveled in. In retrospect, 2012 was a liminal year in my life. I typed essays on the same essay I had lugged around in high school, carried the same shoulder bag that hung in my locker the previous year, and spent hours on Tumblr expressing my excitement for new episodes of Girls, trapped in my teenaged modes of expression. I was trying to be an adult, traded in knee socks for thigh highs, but it all felt like dress up. And there was Electra Heart, an album about dressing up, undoing, and becoming. The album's first line, gotta think like a pinup, gotta think like a doll, perfectly distills Marina's thesis with Electra Heart. On first listen, it seems to promote this kind of no-thoughts-head-empty idiocy. Really, though, it's about women thinking strategically about their own objectification, occupying roles. In the now pro-bimbo world, this language feels almost prophetic, a prescient statement about how women navigate the world. Don't care if you think I'm dumb, I don't care at all, Marina says with a shrug. It's not a full-throated endorsement of the bimbo, just an observation, really. The rest of the album follows suit, undoing the archetypes of femininity by playing them and seeing what they look like from the inside. Marina projects herself forward and backward in time. She regresses to her wasted youth and teen idol and imagines her glamorous Hollywood death in Valley of the Dolls. Sonically, the album was ahead of its time. In 2012, indie rock was still king, though electro pop was breaking through, with songs like Die Young and Like a G6 shooting the popularity on the charts the previous year. Change was undoubtedly coming, or we wanted it to be. Two roads diverged in the pop music woods. There was Iconopop's I Love It, with its relentless shiny beat, and there was the cloying ukulele and gang vocals of Blue Lumineer's ho Marina's dreamier, gauzy sounds were prescient of what was to come with Billie Eilish, Lord, and their whole generation of pop girls. The girlishness and dreamy EDM beats contrasted the sadness at the core of Marina's music. Her feelings of alienation from other people set to an upbeat dance track seem very right now, which might account for Marina's popularity on TikTok. Working with producers like Diplo and Dr. Luke, she's often grouped in with Lady Gaga and Kesha. Still, she always felt more aligned with Lana. Less a traditional pop star and more a girl with a strong sense of online aesthetics grounded in an obsession with Hollywood Babylon and Valley of the Dolls. Her album project was unconventional at the time, with her in-character photos posted to her Tumblr and later a video clip announcing the death of the Electra Heart character. The release is reminiscent of Bowie with her obsession with characters, eras, and grand narratives. 
Marina's work showed an insider's understanding of the Tumblr milieu. In an oral history for Nylon, Marina says she literally created the album via Tumblr. That's no exaggeration. I would troll Tumblr for hours. I was also trolling Tumblr back then. I spent hours consuming pictures of Marina and Lana, exploring feminist politics, searching for an identity. Of course, Marina's album struck a chord. It was made for girls like me. Living online, trying to carve out some kind of identity apart from the archetypes Marina sang about. Here's another Marina quote. On Tumblr, there was a trend at the time that wanted to pair these almost sickly feminine or hyper-feminine images with darker material. Now this is me, not Marina. Girls posted images of Laura Palmer, captioned selfies with Sylvia Plath quotes, and reblogged photo sets from Lolita. The darkness inherent in the feminine was everywhere. Much like Marina, girls on Tumblr criticized and aestheticized works like Lolita, simultaneously drawn to and repulsed by its content. Lana draws heavily from these works, referencing David Lynch and Lolita. What separates Lana and Marina most is their relationship to the darkness and its aesthetic trappings. Marina plays like a Barbie doll, locating the darkness in the roles women are meant to play, the imposition of rules. For Lana, the darkness is more spiritual, more one's internal psychic battles, the personal demons that plague beautiful women. Still, they worked with similar aesthetics drawn to old Hollywood, playing tragic teen queens, and delighting in the darkly feminine role of the mistress. But Marina sampled clips from the Stepford Wives and brought in an outsider's critique of American culture. Lana is the consummate American, more interested in having an affair with the president and overdosing, leaving a beautiful corpse buried in an American flag. For Marina, Hollywood's darkness was proof of America's original sin, its toxic hedonism. For Lana, the shadows were half the fun. Marina called Electra Hart the antithesis of everything that I stand for, the corrupt side of American ideology. Through her lyrics and music videos, Marina constantly tipped her hand. Electra Hart was a performance piece about the absurdities of womanhood and the American dream. Lana, meanwhile, claims she never had a persona. Both women identified with the tropes of mid-century femininity, obsessed with silver screen starlets and the simultaneous ennui and glamour of a lobotomized housewife. Being a woman was both the best and worst condition to be in. But Lana wasn't really a feminist, and Marina most decidedly was, even to the point of being a bit old-fashioned and second-wave in her analysis. My budding political and aesthetic values needed both these figures, these two ways of being a woman. Was it feminist? Was it anti-feminist? I wasn't sure, but I just as readily projected myself into ride as I did oh no. Both embody traditional feminine roles, ironically but with pleasure. In their music videos and public image, both artists played with the archetypes of 50s womanhood. For Lana, it was an escapist fantasy. For Marina, an indictment of her own era, which had many par parallels with the past. Draped in American flags, Lana and Marina sang about the glamour and tragedy of figures like Marilyn Monroe, an American take on Greek tragedy. Marina called her aesthetic Marina called her aesthetic interpolation. Can never get through a whole episode without doing that. A goth Britney Spears. It's an unsettling collage of the girls we were and the women we're trying to be, synthesizing the girlish 2000s pop with post-emo glitz. It was the Gossip Girl era, after all. Everyone wanted plaid, sh short plaid skirts and a secret. A suggestion of sinfulness at the heart of girlhood. I want blood, guts, and angel cake. I'm gonna puke it anyway, she sings, glib and melodramatic, the viscera of girlhood. It's the mode of teenage girlhood. Believing your own bullshit, Believing their own bullshit, but rolling their eyes, gagging on the banal tragedy. It's Marina's ambivalence again, indulging and then punishing yourself for indulgence. The obsession with bodies and punishment continues into her adult characters, their gourmet vomit. 
Marina identifies with the bulimic impulse and mocks it, the way women contort themselves into something else, which is ultimately her whole project. The pop star is contortionist, forcing herself into different roles. Lana has stood the test of time better as an artist, becoming more and more acclaimed since Born to Die. Marina seems more frozen in time, obsessed with her project of critiquing the patriarchy and the American dream, hardly growing up since Electra Heart. When it comes to my own Spotify account, Lana is almost always on my, in my on repeat. Marina feels like the favorite artist of a person I used to be. But Marina soundtracked a transitory period in my life. None of her subsequent albums grabbed me like Electra Heart did. My interest in Marina waned. I got into Bikini Kill and Heavens to Betsy and Hall. Their music was more challenging, their lyrics angrier and more pointed. But weren't they also obsessed with the darkness of being a girl? Riot Girl and Courtney Love's iconic... Courtney Love's iconic kinder horror style aren't too far from what Marina did on Electra Heart, destroying our con conceptions of womanhood from the inside.